Good day, everybody, and welcome back. I am Jason Harden, and I am very grateful, happy, and incredibly excited to be here today. Um, today, I want to address a question that I had some, from some audience members, and basically, there were audience members who had ideas for new businesses, or, or not even ideas, who actually created new businesses, but are looking for startup capital, looking for some, some seed money, if you will, and want to learn how to raise that money how do i raise money for my new business and that's the question i want to answer today because um just like anybody else out there i've had a good idea and i didn't have nothing to start with so i'm going to tell you how to how to create a good idea or a business from scratch how do you fund a business from scratch and that's what i want to kind of address today because uh i've done it <laughs> you know and not with a loan either and I'm not trying to knock loans, but I'll uh, address those later. But I didn't qualify for a loan. My parents wouldn't have qualified for a loan, business loan, personal loan, or otherwise. So that really wasn't an option that I saw for me. So the way I'm going to teach you is how I learned, you know, uh, and, and it's going to be some work, you know, but what isn't work? When you want to be an entrepreneur, what, what part of being an entrepreneur isn't work? So uh, best believe that getting together seed money and startup funds is is work too so uh but it's possible and it can get done and, and, and things can happen and there's so many ways that that we can get it now that weren't available before so i want to tap into those first of all if you're trying to raise money for a new business i want you to know your objective be able to clearly explain what you wish to accomplish like, what is the end result? Like, if somebody, even if somebody doesn't give you the money, like, what are you trying to do? Can you explain what you're trying to do? Can you explain your business and what it does, how it helps people, why is it beneficial? And, and basically, like, what do you want? What, what, is, what is your goal? What is your end game? If somebody could write you a blank check for whatever you wanted, needed, uh, what, would that, what would that finished product look like? What would the finished product of your business look like? So keep that in mind and don't just keep it in mind, write it down and be able to articulate it. And this is important because to anybody you're wanting to get money from or anybody you're addressing for a donation or a contribution, you gotta be able to paint them a picture of exactly what it looks like for you to succeed. What does your success look like? What does investing in you and giving you everything you need look like in the end? And it has to be a good picture, you know what I'm saying? And whatever that picture looked like, it has to help someone. So, so you kind of want to incorporate how that helps the world, society, others, customers, the market, whoever, businesses, whoever. But how does it benefit? You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, be able to articulate the finished product of your business and be able to state who benefits from that. Who wins because you win. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's one, one thing I always try to start with is what do I really want and who's going to win when I win? Because somebody else is supposed to win when you win. If everybody else loses when you win or nobody else wins because you win, who wants to help you win? So be able to articulate what you want and who wins when you win. All right, the next thing, how will you accomplish your goal? This is all in the beginning phases of knowing your objective. How will you accomplish your goal? If somebody gave you the money, don't just say, I need 100000 to do this. How will you turn that 100000 into this? You know what I'm saying? How, how will you spend the money? How will you operate? 
Understand this and know this before you ask for your first dollar. Know this. All right, next, how will you measure your progress? How will you know that you're progressing? How will you know that you're moving forward? What milestones have you set up within your organization, within your company, within your business to let you know that you're getting progress, that you're progressing, that you're moving forward, that you're moving upward? You know, so so how will you measure your progress? So in knowing your objective, be able to understand and articulate those three points. How will you be able to clearly well be able to clearly explain what you're what you're trying to accomplish? Who wins when you win? Also, uh, how you will accomplish your goal, and then how will you measure your progress towards accomplishing your goal? Because you don't want just the goal to be uh, the 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 result of what you're doing. You want to, I mean, because you you might have a goal of I want to change the world, or I want to help people do this, or I want to I want a uh, hundred thousand sales, or whatever that is, but. You have to set up some, some, some measure of progress like, okay, I'm measuring every 100 sales or, or I'm measuring every 10 people I reach. Or, however, you got to come up with some type of metric system to measure your progress. You know, so that way anybody investing in you, anybody who puts effort into you will know that when you're making progress. Because you said, I'm doing this. When I have this, I would have made progress. When I accomplished this, I would have made progress. And everybody who's investing in you is investing in your progress. So you want to give them something to see. So you want to understand those things before you even ask for your first dollar. Because if you don't have any of that together, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, if you don't know how to measure progress, if you don't know uh, uh, how you will accomplish your goal, I'm not going to give you a dollar. And I don't know who else in their right mind would. See what I'm saying? So understand what you're really trying to accomplish, how you're going to measure your progress, and, and how you're going to accomplish uh, your goal, and then start. Then now you're equipped with asking for money. You know what I'm saying? When you have those that, that down and can articulate it and have it written down somewhere and can present your idea, whether it be in 30 seconds or, or in an hour or whatever, you have an idea of really what you're trying to do and what you're going to do with money. And now you can ask for that money. Okay, next, I want you to understand, you know, what you already have access to. What do you already have? Because I'm going to tell you, um, creating something isn't about getting resources. It's about resourcefulness. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're you're a, pers- a professional trying to make it and, and, and transition into this uh, entrepreneurship life and, and trying to create your own success in your own way with your own tools and means, you have to be resourceful. You have to make it a habit to be resourceful because it's not always about resources. Because a lot of us say, I need this, I need this, I need this, and I need this. But if we don't look at what we already have, we're always going to need. You understand? And people who are giving to you can see this. People, I mean, smart folks. You know what I'm saying? Insightful people. Before they write a check, before they give you a donation, they're going to look at you and say, like, okay, what, have you, what do you already have? Some people want you to already have something, so you'll have something to lose. Like, man, uh, if you ain't got no skin in the game, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put skin in the game. Some people want you to have something so, you, so you'll know that, so they'll know that you know what you have. So they'll know that you're using all your avenues and just not trying to get money to make it easier. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're trying to get money, that means you're, 
It's not necessarily meaning that you're running from work, but it, it, it could mean that you're running from work. It could mean that you're running from uh, opportunities and, and that you don't see them and, and can't identify what you have. You know what I'm saying? So, so always know what you already have first. Take inventory of everything you currently own that can be used for your business. You know, some of us say, man, I need $100,000 because I, I need a desk, I need a computer, I need a printer, I need, I need office equipment, I need, you know, and some of that shit is, is shit we already have. So you don't have to buy everything brand new because you got a brand new business. Sometimes you start a brand new business with a bunch of used shit, and that's okay. So take an inventory of what you already own that can be used for your business. Can that printer upstairs be used for your business? Can that desk, that table, you know what I'm saying? That computer, that laptop, that mixer, you know what I'm saying? An old, uh, an old uh, uh, a synthesizer, uh, an old drum set, an old uh, whatever it is. Can that be used for my business? That microwave, that refrigerator, those shelves, those containers. Can I use that for my business? You know what I'm saying? So, so take inventory of what you already own that can be used for your business. You know what I'm saying? Because everything you already have is almost like a credit towards what you need. You know what I'm saying? If you need a million dollars and you already got like a, a $20,000 or, or even a $100 piece of equipment at your disposal and you already own, man, now you need a million less a hundred bucks. You see what I'm saying? So everything that you already have access to takes away from what you need. And that's what you're trying to eliminate. You're trying to eliminate as much as you need because you really want to get that. You know what I'm saying? You really want what you need, but you don't know what you need. So take inventory of what you got so you really know what you need, if that makes any sense to you. Uh, what resources do you already have access to that belong to someone else? Does mom have something you could use? Does dad have any old containers? Does mom have an old printer? Does your uncle have an old car? Does somebody have something that you can use? Does somebody else, uh, do, do your, does your employer uh, uh, have old office equipment they're giving away or they're throwing away or they're trying to donate? Does the school you work for have desks that you need that they're trying to give, a, uh, give away or get rid of or don't know what to do with? You know what I'm saying? So take inventory of your own shit and then take inventory of other people's shit that you know. You know what I'm saying? People that are close to you, people that have... have uh, you have a relationship with that have something that maybe you can use jot that down and ask them for it i'm starting a new business can i get that desk you know what i'm starting a new business can i have this can i have that can i borrow this can i borrow that you see what i'm saying so so try to like i said be resourceful it's not about resources it's about resourcefulness i'm i, I can't drive that home enough it's not about resources. It's about resourcefulness. So after you take inventory of what you have and take inventory of uh, the things that uh, people have that you have access to, next, try to get a mentor. Do you have a mentor? And this is all before you ask for your first dollar, man. I'm trying to prepare you for success. I'm not trying to tell you to go out there, okay, ask this way. Man, no, it doesn't start there. We got to start before that. To get money, we got to start before getting money. We got to mentally prepare. So you have to know your objective and you have to know what you already have. So so after you do inventory of the of the 
equipment and resources you can have, then then do inventory of the people you can have a part of you and your business. You know what I'm saying? And, and I say this, and, and a mentor is, is definitely has to be at the top of the list of what you should have before you start asking for money because a mentor will save you so much money. You know, you might think you need a, a million dollars to start your business, but with the right mentor who has been that route, who has had some experience, who has done this before, you might learn from that mentor that, man, you only need 700000 You didn't need all this other shit you thought you needed. But you thought you needed because you don't have that much experience in the business that you're trying to get into. But a mentor who has that experience can tell you, oh, you don't need that equipment. Or you can do the same thing with this equipment. You know what? You don't need that table. You can use this table. You don't need that printer. You can use this printer. You don't need that car. You can use this kind of vehicle. You know what I'm saying? So get a mentor because a mentor will save you time and money in any venture you're in. And we have episodes of how to get mentors and how to find them and how to and how to use them. And they're also in my book coming out. So, but anyway, get yourself a mentor first. I don't want to take too much time and tell you how, but get yourself a mentor in the avenue, industry, or business that you're in or trying to be in. All right? Next, have you done the research on those with experience or success in your field? Because that's one way to get a, a mentor. So do, do some research, research on other people who have been successful. Because sometimes we don't have a, a physical mentor we can grab hold of and say, man, I, I need to pick your brain. I need, to, I need a relationship with you because this is what I'm doing. So, so can you help me? I mean, some of us don't have access to people like that. Some of us, especially if we come from the hood, we come from families that are, are very low functioning or, or, or around, uh, come from people that have no ambition, never started a business, never took out a loan, never raised any money. Like a lot of us who are trying to get into business for the first time come from that. I did. You know, so sometimes that mentor we choose isn't somebody that we have physical access to or real personal access to. Sometimes that mentor is just a host on a podcast. Or another business owner who wrote a book that we have to read and admire uh, or learn from secondhand. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay too. That is perfectly fine. Your mentor can be somebody who does not know you. You know what I'm saying? Your role model can be somebody who has no clue who you are. But if they left some information, if they have some, some, some written material, some literature, some videos, and some content that you can consume... To gain whatever perspective and knowledge they have, consume it, gain it, embrace it. Do some research on somebody who has succeeded in the lane or close to the lane that you're trying to be in. And do all this before you ask for your first dollar. Because just like a mentor, once you start researching people who have done it before, you start seeing what you really need and what you really don't. All right? So find a mentor or find a role model or some type of model a successful model you can look up to a reference when you're going through your path or 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 accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish all right and also do you already have a market before you ask for your first dollar do you already have a market do you already know who your customers are don't ask for money if you have no clue on how to fucking get it back i'll tell you that shit right now don't ask for anything If you don't know how you're going to replace it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to ask you no money if I don't know how to pay you back. So if I don't know who my customers are, I'm not going to ask you money for a business. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know who my customers are. I don't know who's going to pay me. So know who's going to pay you. Because as soon as you get what you're looking for, you want to go after these people. Matter of fact, you want to cultivate these people before you get what you're looking for. You want to let these people know that you're coming. Man, I got all this and all this and all this, and man, I'm going to release it. But man, I, I, I need to know you exist. Where are my customers at? So start finding out where your customers at. And you can do that in a bunch of different ways. In a bunch of different ways. First of all, who's the, who's the ideal person you're trying to sell your product to? Who is your perfect customer? And then after you know who your perfect customer is, is it, is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it a business? Is it an individual? Is, is it children? Is it adults? You know what I'm saying? Find out who your, person, your perfect customer is and then find out where most of those are. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, before you ask for your first dollar, you want to know how you're going to get it back. And your customers are going to be how you get it back. All right? So know your customers. Do some research. All right. Then, after you have all that together, after you know your objective and take an inventory over everything you have, have a mentor, do some research, now I want you to know exactly what you need. Because after you've done that research, after you talk to some mentors, after you uh, 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 did inventory of what you have and, and what you have access to and you gathered that, now you can decide or at least come up with or at least calculate what you need now. Because now you're not doing this beforehand when you didn't uh, uh, understand uh, what the business entails, if you didn't understand uh, all the uh, or didn't identify everything you already have access to. Now, if you do this now, now you kind of see that you don't need as much. Because before you did any of that, before you had a mentor, before you took inventory, you might have needed X amount. Now that you saw, uh, oh, I do have a desk. Oh, I do have somebody that can do this. Oh, now this mentor told me that I don't need this equipment. I need this. Now you need significantly less money. You could. You know, it's possible. You, you might find you need more money. You know, a mentor might tell you like, oh, well, you didn't see this. You didn't calculate shipping. You didn't calculate this equipment. You didn't calculate this process. You didn't calculate this license, this permit. You know what I'm saying? So you want to know exactly what you need because you don't want to be asking or trying to raise 500000 and you need $3 million. You don't want to raise 700 bucks and you need and, and you need 2000 You know what I'm saying? So know what you need because you might need more. You might need less. But you're not going to know that until you do this research and do this inventory taking and know what you have access to and what you still uh, uh, don't. All right. So uh, know what you need. What is the retail value of everything you need to start your business? You know, we start with that retail value. What does that shit cost in its full price? You know what I'm saying? Because you might find a discount. You might get a deal. That's cool. And that's money you save that can be used towards something else. But know the full value of everything you need. Next. What are your operating costs for six months? Now, the rule of thumb when trying to get some, some uh, seed money or, or some startup capital is calculate what you're going to need for six months. That means if your business didn't make a dollar, didn't make not one thin dime in six months, how, would it, how much would it cost you each month to, each month to operate? What would your rent be for six months? What would your what would your bills be for six months? What would your uh, your uh, website hosting cost? Your podcast hosting cost? What would you you know what I'm saying? What would your what would your store your online store uh, cost you for six months? You know what I'm saying? So calculate six months worth of operating cost for your bills and include that into your startup funds because you don't want to just raise enough money to open your doors for that first day and then 
you have to make quota or you have to make enough money to stay open that next month because it doesn't happen that way. You need at least six months to get the ball rolling. You need at least six months to tap into your market to let people know you're there. And it's six good months, not six just, okay, we're going to open the door and see who walks in. No, six months of promoting, marketing, uh, market research, reaching people, connecting, collaborating. You know what I'm saying? So it's six months of work. It's not just six months of doing nothing and, and, and seeing what, what my expenses are. It's six months of me working like a dog to bring more customers in here. You know, while I'm paying off the bills and rent and all that. So so calculate six months of expenses for your business and add that to your startup cost. So if you already need $500 to start a business and six months is going to be another 1500 bucks, now add that to your shit. Now you need $2,000. Now you got to try to raise 2000 you see what I'm saying? So add six months of expenses to your, uh, your your amount that you need to start your business. And now you have a very strong framework for uh, your startup cost. Now you have a strong foundation to get you really going. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what I want you to do. And all that you should do before you ask for your first dollar. You never want to start asking for money and you have no clue how you're going to spend it, where it's going, how to measure your progress, what you already have, what you need or don't need, no mentor or not. You know what I'm saying? So know all this stuff before you ask for your first dollar and everything will be much easier. All right? Now... Now that you know all that, now that you've, uh, you know your objective, now that you know what you already have, and now that you know what you already need, or exactly what you need, now you can start asking for some money. Now you can start putting a campaign together to get you some funds. And when I say campaign, it's just that. It's a campaign, like a political campaign, man. It's information. It's donations. It's, it's all that. So it's, it's the same way. It works the same way. And just like any campaign, you want to have some literature, some information. You want to be able to answer some questions. Because it ain't just, hey, man, got a dollar. You're not panhandling. You're soliciting donations for a cause. You know what I'm saying? But, but you want to have your spill together. You want to be able to answer questions. Somebody tell you, man, what you going to do with the money? Hey, man, how you gonna how you going to make it work? Well, what, what do you do if I give you this hundred bucks? What are you going to do with a thousand bucks? What are you going to do with a million? What, you know what I'm saying? You want to be able to answer these questions. And you can't answer these if you haven't put any thought uh, on it beforehand. But once you've done your research, once you've done your inventory, once you have somebody helping you or, 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 or some type of mentor or some type of role model, uh, you can start knowing exactly what you need. And then you can have all the questions and all the basically all the answers to questions at your dis, uh, at your disposal, you know, readily for when you go out there campaigning. Because people are going to ask a million questions. Of course, a lot of people will give to you and not ask nothing. But that's not where you get your biggest and best supporters. Your biggest and best supporters are people that really are engaged. People that, well, what are you going to do? Well, how are you going to do that? Well, how are you going to handle this challenge, that challenge? Well, how are you going to reach your market? Who is your customer? And you got to know that. You want to know all these answers. Because the more knowledgeable of you are in your adventure, the more confidence somebody has to give you money. So understand that. And then, uh, like I said, the first thing you should do once you when, when putting this campaign together, and, and, and one of the, the, the greatest things about technology <laughs> are these crowdfunding uh, platforms. Uh, they have GoFundMe, Indiegogo, Kickstarter. You know, these are, these are wonderful companies because they 
allow you to receive money from both people you know and people you don't. And it allows you, your, your campaign to reach further than just your neighborhood, just your block, just your family, just your city, just your state. You know what I'm saying? So, so my next suggestion would be to start a crowdfunding campaign. And within that suggestion, I would suggest GoFundMe. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Kickstarter, if you if you need a, a $1,000 to start something, you got to raise that whole 1000 for them to give you any of it. If you raise $999 and, and put a three-month campaign at the end of that third month, you only got $999 and you're trying to get $1,000, they're not going to give you any of that. They're going to refund that $999 to all the donors and you're not going to get anything towards your business. You know what I'm saying? Now, Indiegogo is a little different. If you if you have a three-month campaign trying to raise a thousand bucks and you raise only nine hundred, at the end of three months, you're gonna get that nine hundred. And then your campaign is over. Uh GoFundMe is the best to me because if you're trying to raise a thousand dollars, uh you put a campaign together and you put it out there, if you raise uh five hundred dollars in, in three months, you get that five hundred. But also the added thing with this, uh, with the uh, uh, GoFundMe, is that your campaign is still alive. So you own that, you, you made that 500, but now your campaign, people can still donate to it. And the cool thing is, you don't have to wait that three that three months to get that 500, which you already made. If you made that 500 in, in the first day, within the first week, you're gonna get cashed out. So you have you have quicker access to the donations, and you don't have to reach the full goal. And after the campaign is over. The campaign is still live. You know what I'm saying? So you can always raise money with that campaign. And you can always access the funds to a certain degree. So so that's why I would suggest GoFundMe as the best crowdfunding platform to use when you're trying to raise money. All right? So uh, create a GoFundMe. Create a, a crowdfunding platform a campaign of some sort. But... Veer towards GoFundMe. If you see an advantage in using them other ones, please use it. But from my experience and my expertise and my research and, and me having used these platforms to raise money, GoFundMe has been the only real success that I've had. And, and it's been the best platform to use for me. You know, so uh, create the GoFundMe. Once you create a GoFundMe, you have now your whole campaign your whole spiel all the information all the research everything you plan to do everything you want to uh you want to get with your money uh is all in one place that can be shared with one link so now instead of repeating yourself to a million people man i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do this and explaining yourself until you until you're hoarse in the throat and can't speak anymore now you have a link you just shoot them a link now, with that link, you share that link everywhere, and you send it to everyone. You say, I mean, you put that link on 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 your social media. You share that through text messages. You you take a you take that link and you create a QR code with that link, and you put that link and that QR code on a flyer, on some written literature, on some posters, on some signs, and you distribute those. People underestimate the power of flyers. That shit still works. And I'm going to tell you why. Flyers require you to hand the flyer to somebody. You to deliver them, distribute them somehow. So you being out there is an added bonus 
for your campaign because you directly communicating with people that you who whose help you want promotes your idea. So spend a hundred bucks, spend fifty bucks, spend thirty bucks, spend two hundred bucks on some flyers, and go out there and get it. And while you're Handing out these flyers, accept donations in real time. Go out there with a bucket. And I'm not saying this is panhandling. I'm saying this is this is guerrilla marketing. This is guerrilla promoting. This is getting it in its most primitive raw state. And I've done it. And I've done it. I've had a bucket full of candy and flyers. Going out in my community promoting my new magazine that ain't even pu- published yet. Hasn't even, it, all I had was a title. The Dina Magazine. I didn't have my first, my first episode, uh, uh, issue, my first copy, my first article. None of that was written first. It was an idea, a plan I had, and I went out there with this plan and some flyers and and raised the money to put this in, into existence, and it worked. I was able to raise thousands of dollars on the streets to put this, uh, to bring this idea together, and it took me a couple years. But I'm gonna tell you something, uh. When I came out with my first issue, I had promoted and, 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 and solicited donations so tough for two, two years prior to that that so many people already expected this. It was like the most anticipated magazine uh, in the world because I, I reached so many people and told so many people about my idea and shared my idea to so many people that so many people were waiting for it now. People invested. People gave a dollar, ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, hundred bucks to, for them to see this happen. So that's another uh, advantage of guerrilla marketing and going out there really directly handing out flyers and pushing your campaign because people get to, to connect with you. And that's what makes people want to give to you is connecting with you. Some people don't care about what your idea is. Once they connect with you, they'll, they'll help you. They like you as a person. So give people a chance to know who you are. And you do that by going out there and meeting. Don't be afraid to be told no. Don't be afraid to be told much worse shit than that. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what the fuck is that? That idea is stupid. You're stupid. That's a dumb idea. That's a horrible idea. That's a horrible product. Because that's one thing you're going to have to deal with when, when soliciting at any level. If you're trying to get bank loans, man, don't get discouraged when somebody says, no, I can't back that. That's horrible. That's not profitable. That's a dumb idea. Because not everybody will see your vision. And not everybody can see success in your vision. You're the only person that has to be sold on you. You know what I'm saying? So, so go out there and don't be afraid to be told no. Don't be afraid because every no that you get, there's yeses out there. And the cool thing about getting no's is that you know that every no brings you closer to a yes. It does. No bullshit. Every no brings you closer to a yes. Why? Because you asked somebody and you got that no out the way. You're going to have to get some no's out the way. But the only way to get these no's out the way is to ask them. Give them a chance to tell you no. Go through enough of those. You'll get to your yeses. You'll get to your okays. You'll get to your here's some money. But you have to go through those no's to get them. And what's worse is when you get those yeses first. When people start giving you money and then you get told no. Because you might get used to only being told yes. So you got to know how to be embrace yourself for those no's, man. Brace yourself for those no's. If you only gotten yeses so far, that's great, but don't think that you can get you can't get told no. So accept them, embrace them, run with it and keep going.
and keep going. Next, like I said, do pop-ups and info booths. That's a great way to get people to connect with you, to, to get them aware of your campaign, to get donation, and to give away some literature and some information. Because I'm going to tell you about this, uh, the information in the flyers. The flyer just doesn't have a life uh, with the person you give it to. If they throw that flyer down or, 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 or put it on the ground or whatever, somebody else can pick it up. If they take it home and put it on the coffee table, somebody else can pick it up. Ooh, what's this? Five, six, 20 people can see that one flyer that you gave to somebody. And that first person probably didn't even care about it. But you might get a donation. You might get some love. You might get some responses uh, back from the third, fourth, fifth, 20th person that saw that flyer. That's why these physical flyers are so important. That's why they mean so much. You know what I'm saying? That's why they'll never go out of style. Digital marketing will never totally replace guerrilla physical out there uh, uh, grassroots marketing. It will never fully replace it. It can assist it. It can help it. But it can't replace it. So another thing, like, the last thing I got to say, like in, in this guerrilla marketing, in this guerrilla campaigning, man, create uh, uh, pop-ups and info booths. Set a table up. Have some literature out. Have some a uh, mailing list. Definitely get mailing list, man. That's a that's worth so much. That's like a, a hidden gem in the game, man. Mailing list. People that you can directly contact because you own your mailing list. You don't own your friends list on Facebook. Facebook owns your friends list because as soon as Facebook charges you to to log into your account or goes away altogether, you don't have any of that. As soon as they charge you and you say, no, I'm not paying 50 bucks a month for Facebook. Now you lost you know, 3,000, 5,000 followers and friends you got. Those people that was on your every word and buying shit. Now you have access to nobody on there. That's why you want to get them off Facebook. You want to get them off YouTube. You want to get them off LinkedIn. You want to get them off Instagram into your world somehow. You want to have a direct connection to them. You want to either get them to your website or uh, at least have them give you some information so you can reach out to them. And that's through mailing lists and, and forms on your website and all that. So, so even if you can't create a form on your website or some online mailing list, go out there with a physical clipboard with some lines on it and get some names and email addresses. And start sending these people shit periodically. Let them know what you got going on. Let them know that, okay, we made progress. We got this. Send them links to your, uh, to your GoFundMe. Uh, because a lot of people can't give you something right now. But they can give you something on the first. They can give you something on Friday. They can give you something later. So for those folks, you want to have a way for them to give to you. And I think that's the most incredible thing about crowdfunding. Is that it creates a way for you to constantly be able to receive money. I can constantly be able to receive money when I have a GoFundMe, when I have a, uh, a, 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 a Indiegogo, a Kickstarter. I can be asleep and somebody can donate my, my uh, donate a dollar, donate ten bucks, donate fifty bucks, whatever it is. So that's it, man. That that's my strategy for getting money. And you might look at it and say, like, man, how's, how much can that really get you? And the point is, or the answer is, as much as you work it, as much as you pimp that process. Yeah, if you go out there with flyers one day, you might make 20 bucks. 
You might make 50 bucks. You might make 100 bucks. But if you go out there with flyers every single day, go out there campaigning every day, pushing your link every day, every moment, uh, setting up booths every time you have an opportunity, going to your local college and setting up information booths. There's so many ways to get it. And if you need more help on any of these uh, uh, tactics, let me know and I'll give you more information on each one because I can't put everything on this uh, episode. But this is pretty much it. This is pretty much the grassroots way to gain capital. It's the only way I've been able to gain capital. Like I said, I never qualified for a loan. I never had parents or or anybody with great credit to co-sign me coming up. Now I got it. But like I said, now I got to the business and and I don't need that. And if I do use that, that'll that'll be for me to get to that next level of business. You see what I'm saying? But for me to start a business, all I did was this guerrilla marketing and grassroots campaigning. And that gave me everything I needed to get to that next level. To get to where I'm profitable. To get to where now my products make money. I don't have to beg. I don't have to uh, 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 promote uh, or solicit donations anymore. All right? Anyway, man, this has gone way too long. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was only going to be a 10-minute episode, but there's so much that goes into properly asking and soliciting startup capital that I didn't want to leave this half-assed. And there's still a lot left, I can say. But uh, I'm going to leave you with this. And so um, whatever you can gain from this, start here. Because if you don't have nothing, man, any place is a good place to start. Start here. Start here while you're trying to figure out how to get it. Because I'll tell you one thing. This will make you some startup capital. This will get you some money. And on top of everything else, whatever dollar you don't get through this campaigning will also get somebody aware. For every dollar you don't get, somebody is aware of your business now. For every no, somebody tells you, no, I ain't got no money for you. Now they know at least what your idea is. They now know that, okay, old boy's going to start a a, a bakery or a donut shop or a barbershop. Or a t-shirt company. Or, or an apparel or a clothing line. Whatever it is, now somebody has your 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 uh, your vision with them. Now something you have shared your vision. And that's promotion. Because now they might not have nothing to give to you. But when they finally see your shit for real. Like, oh, he did it. He came out with his clothing line. Now I want to buy a shit. Now you're already preparing customers for you. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about just that media donation that media okay i asked and they gave me some it's not just about that it's about the awareness and the promotion that you're putting out there in the meantime and that's why guerrilla marketing and grassroots marketing is so valuable because for every dollar you don't get you're still letting people know who you are and what you're doing and that's so important because that equals opportunities later all right anyway man i love y'all man uh check me out visit lifeofaboss.net um And like I said, remember that success is a lifestyle. It's not a moment. It's not a win. It's not a victory. It's not a dollar amount. It's what you do every day with every decision you have. And it's making the best decision for yourself every way you can, every time you can. All right? Anyway, I love y'all. I got to go. Got to pay some bills. But keep coming back. All right? I love y'all. Peace.